This week on Frantic Thoughts, we talk everything 4K and HDR. I talk a little bit about Spider-Man, but not too much about Spider-Man. And then we talk all things Nintendo Direct in the news section. Let's get into episode 67 of Frantic Thoughts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the video game and entertainment podcast that nobody but Diego asked for. <laughs> uh, this podcast is a solo show. I talk to myself for a little while. Actually, I like to think of it as me talking to you through your ear holes on a Thursday or whatever day you end up listening to this. <laughs> okay, so yeah, basically what we do every single week is we kind of do a topic, little talk a little bit about myself, we, talk, we do a little bit of news, we do some recommendations. It's always a good time. I love this show. It's my little ch chillax thing. It's my little thing I do to put out to the interwebs every single week, and I hope people enjoy it. It seems like people do, and I'll keep on doing it, even if people don't like it. I just... I enjoy doing it so much. <laughs> so here we go. This week, we're going to talk all about in the, I almost forgot, the topic of the week. I know that did not sound good. I can tell because I'm, I'm listening to myself back in headphones because I have a inline listening on my mic. You know, whatever, whatever you call that. Anyway, we're going to talk about 4K gaming today. Because I have talked and I've ranted and raving, raved and uh, I recently, beep, uh, basically trying not to say the word move anymore. I talked about that way too much recently. We're not going to talk about that in particular. But I got a new TV when I did that thing that I'm not talking about. And it's a 65-inch 4K OLED LG TV with HDR10 and all the bells and whistles that you could ask for. It's one of the state, most state-of-the-art TVs. It's last year's model, but that's the only thing not state-of-the-art about it. It's, it's a beautiful TV. So for years and years, because I'm a broke guy, you know, I'm always scraping by, pinching pennies, all, that, all the good stuff like you do when you're an adult and you're trying to save money. Uh, I told myself for years that 4K isn't worth it. So is it worth it? Wait, where did my audacity go? It just disappeared. I don't. I don't want to like keep talking if I can't tell if I'm actually recording this. I think I went to the other side. There it is. There it is. I was like, did I lose it? Did the audio recording turn off? Anyway, I told myself for years and years, just like you do when you're a kid. This is a good example when you're a kid. And you can only afford one console. Like you, I can only afford a PlayStation. So I'm sitting there thinking the N64 sucks or whatever. You know, something like that. I thought for years that 4K was overhyped. That it's nothing. It's not that good. And I would never go to the TV section at a Best Buy or at a rental place or whatever. And I would never really look at the TVs because I told myself that the cheap $230 TV that I had before, that was 1080p, that you had to change the settings every time you turn it on. And you had to mess with the settings every time you turn it on. And it was very bare bones and only had two HDMI ports on it. And I was like, okay, this TV will last me for years, right? 
So one day I walked into the Best Buy. You know what? I was like, you know what? I am going to go look at this 4K nonsense because I hear it all the time. And I don't really think about it. And I'm like, I'm so set in my ways that I think that 4K is a waste of money that I don't really need it. So let me go look at this. And there's a little demo kiosk sitting there with the PS4 hooked to it, PS4 Pro, playing, uh, I think it's like a about a year old that they set this one up because it had Horizon Zero Dawn on it, it had Uncharted 4 on it. And I was just staring at it. I'm like, dude, this looks gorgeous i'm like there's no way i could have something like this at home and i went over to the sony bravia section not the lg that i ended up with but i was watching this video of this guy doing glass blowing it literally looks like the blacks are so good on a 4k tv compared to the lighter sections of the tv that he was doing this glass blowing and the background was black it literally looked like the tv was off in the background as this beautiful glowy glass ball was being created he was making a glass vase and i was just like what the hell this is what hdr actually looks like in person because that's another thing i thought oh that's that's all hyped up that's that's nothing good they're just people just say that it looks good because they want to you know say well my money is well spent type of thing so yeah i decided when we moved that I am going to do this TV thing. So we ended up doing a payment plan on a TV, which I know I've gotten messages and my mom has told me to be careful and everybody's told me to be careful and I am, I promise, everything's good. So we got the TV, that's hooked up. And I tried some Netflix 4K on there and I'm like, dude, this looks insane. Then I tried some regular PlayStation on there. It looked good. PS4, just regular PS4 looked pretty damn good. I played uh, some games on my Switch and PC, like The Messenger. I popped onto Celeste, some 8-bit games, and or 16-bit, you know, that style. And I was like, man, this still looks freaking rad. Like, I had a good time watching it. Just it's Oh, yeah, and I tried Axiom Verge, which is mostly all black. Like, it's pixel art uh, on top of a black background that almost feels like the style there when you look at that game and that just looked stunning and fantastic on this tv and it has that sound bar too with the what is it called dolby atmos i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm trying to think i think it's dolby atmos and i uh, hope you enjoyed that long pause there for a second i bet i bet you look i noticed that sometimes on podcasts when people do that long pause just something like this that they're like i like look at my phone like oh my god did something happen <laughs> so hopefully one of those pauses pauses did that to you because you know i'm just mean no i'm just kidding oh but hopefully i hope i didn't disturb your day this is supposed to be relaxing you know what guys sit down and relax uh you are listening to frantic thoughts episode 67 now just chill out have a really relaxing time i'm in your ear hole right now yeah your mouth sounds in everything okay i'm gonna stop doing that (laughs) uh if you didn't turn off the podcast so i tried a bunch of stuff on the ps4 (laughs) on the uh, new system on on the new tv i almost said new system we'll get to that too so i tried a bunch of stuff and then i ended up getting the spider-man ps4 pro which I'll talk about the process of getting that 
in what's happening. But for now, let's just say I got it and it's awesome. And I plugged that in and I played Spider-Man on it. And that thing blew my mind. It changed my perspective in literally less than 30 minutes of playing Spider-Man on 4K TVs and on 4K gaming altogether, especially with the HDR and color balancing and the color and the lighting. It just Spider-Man is the it's probably the most beautiful game I've ever seen now. Um, and it, it's it's an expensive looking game. It's beautiful already. And of course, you see the videos of it online. It does not do it justice on exactly how fantastic it really looks on this just stunning display. So I just turn the lights off. I turn that speaker almost as loud as it can go. My my freaking uh, entertainment center was vibrating. It was in the middle of the day, so people around me can just deal with it. I don't really care, and I didn't get any complaints. There's, yeah, it's not like the most fanciest apartments ever, so it's not like people near me really care too much about noise during the day. So I had that blasting and swinging through the city as Spider-Man with that music blasting in that just beautiful color. And it starts off kind of like it's not no spoilers for Spider-Man period in this episode, just so you guys know. So don't worry about that. I'm just going to say it has a sun, sunrise or sunset in the beginning with the colors from that. And just seeing the spectrum of the oranges and the blues and the purples and the reds and all the fantastically like I'm gonna say, I said fantastic like five times. I noticed that <laughs> uh, the stunning colors. There we go there's a different adjective there I, I needed that <laughs> so there's this stunning colors just going straight to my eyeballs and it was so beautiful and it played so good oh, it, it, I feel so spoiled having this setup now and yeah I love it so is 4k the the question I asked at the beginning of the topic here is 4k TVs worth it it's like 4k gaming worth it I would ask yourself, how important is fidelity and how important is just pure color and getting the most out of your console? So if you have a, I'd say if you have a PS4 Pro, Xbox One X, and one of those systems that play anything in 4K, if you have the ability to play the 4K content, that it's worth having a display to match this. You, you don't have to go crazy like me and get the ridiculous TV or anything like that. There are cheaper alternatives with they they still have great displays they, they still have that oled crispness that i have that i have with this one but that's okay you don't really need that little level of detail i was just being crazy when i decided to get the setup going <laughs> so yeah there's some great 4k tvs out there if you have the ability to play 4k content it's great i would say if you don't have any 4k content i wouldn't even worry about it like if you just have a regular ps4 pro regular xbox one you have a 1080p tv that you like and it doesn't really do anything different for you you're you're fine but keep it in the back of your mind whenever you decide to upgrade that tv to 4k that's worth actually getting the pro or the x and seeing it in its full true potential with the hdr and um which hdr i keep saying that that's high dynamic range that's all that means. And basically, it expands the color spectrum that you're looking at on TV. So basically, there's a certain level of color that you can see on a regular 1080p display or even a regular 4K display without HDR. When you turn on HDR, it enables the spectrum of color to be expanded 
I don't know by what, uh, I can't think. I don't know how much more you get out of it, like color wise, but it's a, a bigger spectrum. I said, I think that I was watching a video. They said it was at least two to three times more colors. So you just get more colors that you can see on the backlight of the TV. So it makes it pop just that much more and you get to see a little bit more range. That's why it's called high dynamic range. And this, yeah, I explained that very poorly, but I think I got my point across and I think that my setup is fantastic. And that's, there's that word again, fantastic. I, I'm, I'm super, super pleased with it. I feel like I have a movie theater experience at home and what more can you ask for? Honestly, uh, now I just want more. <laughs> I, I'm so like, uh, I'm getting into the tech stuff. When I get into this deep into this tech stuff, I just want to play with all of the fun toys. <laughs> but I really like my PS4 Pro so far in this new TV, and just it's just awesome. Uh, next up is getting an Xbox One X. Whenever I'm hoping Black Friday, honestly, I want the ability to play UHD Blu-rays, and then I want the ability to play. Some of the Xbox One exclusives, I know there's not a jillion of them or a billion of them, but they, the Xbox One X does play a lot of games better and actually has true native 4K unlike some PS4 games. So there's a lot of positives about getting the X. And then I would give Sierra the Xbox One. She already has the PS4. Sadly, our TV broke. Our original TV, our 1080p, the $230 one I talked about earlier, broke in the move, which is a big bummer. But we're going to get her a TV for the second room. So if she feels like she wants to go play a game and I'm sitting here hogging the TV out here, she can go into that room, play a movie on there, play a game, whatever she wants to do. So that's awesome. Also, she's been playing Sly Cooper 3 on there. No, Sly Cooper 4 on PS PS3. And... Even a PS3 game is improved dramatically just from watching this. Um, not watching it. What am I saying? <laughs> Even a PS3 game is improved dramatically for, from this display. So that's a freaking cool thing to have. So yeah, that's the topic of the week. Welcome to Recommendation Minute, where I sit down and I recommend something for a minute straight. We're going to start it in three, two, one. There is only one thing I want to talk about today. I'm not sure if I've recommended this before, hmm. but there's a TV show that is from the UK. It's one of my favorite comedic shows ever made. It's a great sitcom, hilarious. It's about nerds in a basement of a business doing IT. In the show, if you haven't guessed already, is called IT Crowd. This show tickles my funny bone unlike any TV show I have ever seen. It's hilarious. Every single episode has me in stitches, even watching it multiple times. And that is definitely worth your time. If you've never watched IT Crowd, give it a shot. It is so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's on Netflix, so it's very easy and fun to watch. And it's only like, I don't know, 20 episodes? It's great. Give it a shot. IT Crowd. And that's been Recommendation Minute.
next part of the show is what's happening. This is what I have been up to this week. This week I got. So last week, okay, let's just talk about last week. Last week I'm like, hey, I don't know if I'm gonna get Spider-Man PS4 Pro because blah 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 blah. I bought, I ended up buying one. <laughs> so I talked to Sierra. We decided, hey, we're gonna do. We move some funds around. I'm not gonna go into that. But we moved some funds around and we decided, hey, I can afford it. Let's just do it. It's a good deal. It's a really good deal. So what happened is I was trying to pre-order this thing all the night before it came out. Kept looking and looking and looking. Mega uh, Warrior 64 and a couple of other people that post little deals like that on Twitter. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Come on. Come be live again. And then every time I was live, I would miss it. So I just gave up after a while. Woke up the next day, 5 a.m. I get up at like 5.12. That's what my alarm set at. Don't ask why I picked that number. That's what time. But um, I had an alert going for, you know, PS4 Pro at Best Buy. They sent me an email and I clicked it and it was available for pre-order. So I'm like, hell to the yeah. Pre-ordered that thing. Started pickup. Picked it up after work that day. And... God damn it, guys. This thing is gorgeous. This thing is beautiful. So if you haven't seen the Spider-Man PS4 Pro, I recommend looking up an image of it, but I'll describe what it looks like a little bit. It is the PS4 Pro, the PS4 Pro build. It is the three-stacked PS4, basically. You know, it's at a slant like all PS4s are. And it has a red glossy top on it with the Spider-Man uh, white spider from the, the game on it. And it has a little Sony logo next to that. And it has the nice blue light in the front. And then it comes with a red controller with white buttons. And then the X circle triangle square are outlined in red. And it's just, you know, it's nice. It's like a candy cane, like a candy red. And it's a Spider-Man red. And I freaking love it. And you know what's cool? It comes with a physical edition of Spider-Man, which, you know... I'm like, blah, I do this all the time. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about physical, but I, I do enjoy having a copy of games I really like. And, of course, I really like this game anyway. So, yeah. Uh, it comes with all the DLC, which is a $25 value. So, when I was doing the math on this, and I was like, dude, this is actually a really good deal. Right? I have a P I have PS4 controllers out the butt. I have six of them now. So, this would be my sixth PS4 controller. So, we say that's a $70 controller. Right? Gonna add that to the game, 50 bucks-ish, because I got my GCU still, so we'll just do that. So that's 120, plus the 25, that's $145 off of the console itself, you know, because, yeah, and it's a $399.99, I didn't say that originally, so it's 400 bucks, take uh, 145 off of there, what is that, 300, 155, 255 for a PS4 Pro, basically. If you do the math like that, then that's how I would do the math because that stuff is all extra, that all stuff has value, and that's awesome to me. And I feel like I got a really good deal on a beautiful console. It has a nice box I can actually display because it has Spider-Man fighting the big bad on the back of it. And the game is fantastic. I'll talk about Spider-Man for just a minute here. I feel like I'm going to be talking about this game a lot this year, so I don't want to talk too much about it because... I don't know, I want to save some of it for other times I end up talking about it, because it's going to be up there as one of my favorite games this year. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, beautiful game. 
I talked about that already. The way you swing and the way you go about your business in this game is just flawless. You jump into this game and you do not want to put that controller down. It's just so much fun to control. Controls just how you want it to control. Plays just how you want to play it. The open world is so fun. This is something I never do. I never sit down with an open world game and look at the collectibles and go, yes, I want to collect all of these things. And that is what I did with Spider-Man. I sat down and I saw the map and there's these small, tiny spoiler backpacks that you can pick up. And I looked through, I looked at the map. I'm like, okay, bam, I can do this. And then of course you unlock the map a certain way. So I was unlocking the map. And I was getting backpacks, and I was solving crimes. I was just swinging around the city. I was Spider-Man, man. I was Spider-Man. And that is the best part of a superhero game. If you can sit there and say, okay, I am that vi- that superhero, that's what you want from a superhero game. And this game just nails it. And that's about it. I'm gonna, That's all I'm going to talk about this game for now. I'm going to have so much more to say about this in the future and uh, later on. But this episode isn't about Spider-Man. So... We'll talk about that another time, I'm sure. But yeah, I really, really, really like that game. It's uh, it's so good. I want to play it right now. I'm thinking about playing it right now. I'm at work. I want to play it. It is, it's got its hooks in me. <laughs> so yes, that's what I, exa- that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. So recommend it 100%. It's really good. Uh, so what else have I been doing? I have been finishing up my game room. Game room. And uh, it's in a good spot, and it's a little bare. There's no decorations up, but I left a wall br- blank in this room. So I, I made us a, a choice that everything leads to this wall on one side, and there's just nothing there. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna set up this wall. I'm gonna decorate it super nice. It's gonna be my recording wall. I can record stuff there. I can throw a green screen up with the light, record stuff there. Perfect. And there's room. I'm not in a corner trying to get some kind of light like every video that i have on this particular youtube channel i have now is me trying to figure out how to make a camera work in a very small area we have room now and i can make some cool videos (laughs) because i have this anxiety in the back of my head like i am not doing enough stuff even though i do a lot of stuff and i would say maybe not a lot of stuff but to me it's a good amount of stuff trying to balance it with my hobbies and all that you know um Doing a podcast every week is enough for the most part, but I want to do more. I want to make YouTube, and I've talked about that a million times, so I won't go into it. And of course, my little anxious brain's like, hey, Josh, you talk about this a lot. Josh, quit it. Come on, Josh. Let's let's move on. Okay, so we'll move on. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What else? Storm is coming uh, to the North Carolinas, the Carolinas area, so we are getting, getting Storm fall off in our area here and there and of course my management and my job is freaking out ordering way too much stuff making our job a living hell basically it's been rough the last couple days from that standpoint it hasn't really been bad here we're just got some rain no flooding or anything nothing crazy it's not even raining right now so um if you guys are near that side of the country be very safe take the precautions you need to take get your sandbags in front of your door get your waters Get your uh, generator if you have the funds for that or if you have the space for it. But otherwise, just make sure you're prepared for a crazy storm. That thing looks ridiculous, and hopefully everybody is safe. Stay safe. That's all I'm going to say about that. 
So, what else? Let's go back to video games here. <laughs> I'm jumping around. Uh, I tried the Black Ops ba Blackout beta. It's in our Battle Royale mode. It's basically PlayerUnknown's Battleground, but Call of Duty, and it's very hacky, and there's something with the textures in that game. It just looks blurry. I don't know. It looks very dated to me. The game plays like a Call of Duty game, but it's very methodical and slower, and I kind of liked it, but I don't know if I liked it enough to actually purchase that game. The multiplayer was okay when I played it last month, and the blackout was okay when I played it this week. And the zombies, I don't give a crap about. The zombie mode in Call of Duty is so boring. You play it one time. I play it one time and I'm done. Like, that's it. I'm like, I'm not going to do that all again. That was fun for that one time. So I'm probably not going to buy Call of Duty. And you guys can t call me on it now. If I end up buying Call of Duty in the future, you can call me a dummy face. I will take that insult very 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 nicely just call me a dummy face i've never said that in my entire life why would i say that just call me a dummy face dummy face dumb face i don't know what i mean i don't that, that that's just bad still call me that if i buy black ops because i will be very dumb if i buy that game because there are no parts of it that i actually really enjoyed and uh that reminds me i tried the black no that's the wrong word the Battlefield 5 beta. And uh, I was really bored. I don't know if I can play these giant multiplayer, like, military shooters anymore. I like Call of Duty. There's older Call of Duties that I do like. I played Modern Warfare 2, re uh, backwards compatible. I was super hyped about that. And maybe I just don't have room in my brain for these type of games anymore. And that's fine. I, I'm okay with that because I've been really enjoying these first, you know, single player games with deep stories and fun combat and gameplay. I don't need lots of multiplayer. I do enjoy having that one multiplayer game in the background. So that's what I'm always searching for because it's always fun to have something to pop on and go play some multiplayer in. So I don't know if these will be that, but we'll see. They're, they seemed okay, but I was not impressed really what else i played messenger on my pc i have it on pc uh i'm thinking about buying it on switch honestly because i'll sit on my computer and i had the 8-bit dough connected to my computer sitting on my tv and plugged into my tv but it didn't seem to want to handshake very well with the tv and it was very annoying and it worked fine but it didn't seem like it was working properly to me and i don't know so maybe I'll get it for Switch, but I do really enjoy that game. It's highly recommended if you like Shovel Knight. I think that's... Excuse me, jeez. I just burped, but I kept my mouth closed so I didn't burp in your face. Or your ears or whatever. Okay, this is going nowhere. But yeah, I do think The Messenger is this year's Shovel Knight. Reimagined re 8-bit game. And uh, it's not really like that 8-bit game after the first few minutes. It kind of turns into its own thing. But it's very much inspired by a Ninja Gaiden. And other things happen later on in the game. Which I won't spoil here because it's a super cool moment. And yes, the messenger is pretty incredible. Let's see. I think that might be it for this week, guys. I saw Christopher Robin, that Winnie the Pooh movie. Where it's basically Hook, but Winnie the Pooh. 
He goes and uh, they find him as an adult and teach him about family. And it was okay. It was uh, decent. I don't know. I don't have nothing to really say about it. It It's one of those movies you watch one time and it's kind of touching. And it's just a cheesy, sappy family movie. If you have any affinity for Winnie the Pooh, it'll make you smile a few times. But the story isn't very deep. It's not very complex. It's just a simple family movie that's worth a watch or so. And that's about it. I think that if you have a kid, it's a great movie to bring your kid to. And uh, if you're an adult, and like I said, if you have any any interest or have any fond memories of Winnie the Pooh, it's a nice little movie to watch. But don't expect anything too <laughs> grandiose or incredible from it. It's just fine. <laughs> uh, it has that mo- the emotional beats, and I did I get emotional all the time now. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, and I've said this almost on so many movies this year, feels like in games, I'm like, oh, I teared up at this part, and I kind of cried at this part. I teared up at Winnie the Pooh. I don't know what it is. It's called Christopher Robin, but you know what I mean. I teared up at Christopher Robin. I teared up on all these other movies. Maybe I, I'm just getting more, I don't know, hmm, affectionate? No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Whatever. You know what I mean. I'm just more in touch with my sensitive side. No, I've, I've always kind of been like that, and I guess it just gets more and more intense as I get older. But, I don't know. (laughs) The news of interest. It's the news of interest coming at you live or recorded, pre-recorded, or live, whatever, to you, through the power of the internet, and through the power of your earbuds or audio listening device of choice, we are going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that just happened recently. Uh, I'm recording this part after the Nintendo Direct happened, (laughs) so we're going to go over all of the announcements very quickly, for the most part. And I'm going to touch on all the stuff here that really interests me. There's a few things that stand out to me. So we're going to start from the very top. The first thing they show, they show Luigi in his mansion fighting ghosts. But I'm sitting here like this thing is like really nice in HD. Is this a Switch game? It ends up being Luigi's Mansion 3 for 2019 release date. So 2019, this, this is the direct where 2019 starts to come into focus. So they're starting to show some 2019 stuff besides what they've shown already. This is going to be a pretty big 2019, I think, for Switch. So we have Luigi's Mansion 3 announced. Nice graphics. Looks like a continuation of that gameplay. And I have only played the first one. I never played the 3DS one. And I think that is a Cartridge Club portable game coming up. So maybe I'll pop on there when that happens. Uh, Next up, they went into the Nintendo 3DS section. They have Kirby's epic extra epic yarn which is just that game from the wii ported to the 3ds uh, a little bit more added to it a new mode and some mini games uh there's already the the already announced mario and luigi you hear me stuttering the already announced mario and luigi bowser inside story plus bowser jr which 
got a release date in another trailer. It comes out January 11th, 2019. And speaking of Luigi's Mansion, the original is coming out for the 3DS. They announced a date for that, October 12th. And there are four Amiibo figures that will work with it. A Boo, a Toad, a Luigi, and there was a mystery one they didn't really show. Uh, there's two-player co-op. If one player owns the game and the other one does, doesn't, you can do a boss fight thing like with a download play on the other system. But if you both own the game, you can play the game co-op together, which is pretty cool. That's it for the 3DS stuff they talked about. We're going to go into the Nintendo Switch talk. I'm going through these super fast because there's a couple here I have some stuff to say about, just so you know. There's a very weird Splatoon 2 update trailer. It's very anime looking with like squid language. I don't know. Uh, Mega Man 11. We know about that. If you tap the amiibos, you get E-Tanks, which is cool. Why not? <laughs> uh, Mario Tennis Aces gets a bunch of updates, including Birdo, Shy Guy, Koopa Paratroopa, PD Piranha, and more updates until June 2019. A co-op challenge mode is a new online mode coming. Special outfits, alternate color schemes, and more. Version 2 releases next week, September 19th. Okay. Uh, like I said, I don't have much to say about that. <laughs> okay, this one's cool. This next one's really cool. These are some of these I have played. A couple of these. We got Capcom the Beat'em Up Bundle. So this is a remaster, or not a remaster, this is like a little collection that Capcom's been doing over the past couple of years. They did the Mega Man Legacy Collection, they did Disney Afternoon Collection, they did the, recently the Street Fighter Collection, so this is the next one they're doing. It's the Beat 'em Up Bundle. There's some games in here I don't even know about, but a couple I've actually played. Got Final Fight, played it. The King of Drag Dragons, and Captain Commando I think I have played before. So those are the two, Final final Fight and Captain Commando. So here's the whole list. I'm kind of butchered the reading of that. Let's go ahead and do this in an epic voice. We got Final Fight, The King of Dragons, Captain Commando, Knights of the Round, Warriors of Fate, Armored Warriors, and for the first time ever on a home console, Battle Circuit. This will have online. <clears throat> this will have online play and will release on September 18th, which is very soon. So I know fans of these style of games are gonna freaking eat this up. And I, I'm gonna say kudos to Capcom on these bundles. They are always fantastically put together. And there's that word again, fantastic. Why do I keep saying that this week? Oh. <laughs> they're always really well done incredible ports play perfectly they play like you remember they've been playing they play like they're supposed to play they look like they're supposed to look and they always have some cool art galleries and stuff inside of the game to look at which is fantastic and there's that word again <laughs> ah, it's so fantastic anyway <laughs> Next one, which is a cool announcement. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up myself, but this one's been rumored for a while. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing that this really adds from the Wii U version, so this is a port from the Wii U, obviously. It's the 2D side-scrolling game that actually comes with Super Luigi U, which was a later add-on for the game. 
Um, I have both on Wii U, and I have never actually beat them, so maybe I'll just go... The thing is, I think I'm going to pull out my Wii U and play Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and this game if I'm going to play them. And uh, I, I even have Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on the Wii U, and I've actually never beat that on there either. <laughs> so... All these Switch ports from Wii U, I'm like, I have most of these on Wii U because <laughs> I had a Wii U and that was the only system I had besides the PS3 for a really long time. So, hold on just a second. So, yeah, I just got a call. Anyway, that's the only, <laughs> what was I saying? That was the only console I had for a really long time. So, I ended up picking up most of the first party games for that system, including the Zelda ports and all of that stuff. So, the more stuff they bring from the Wii U to the Switch, I'm more thinking like, hey, maybe I don't really need a Wii U anymore. There's only a few games left for me to be like, hey, this Wii U is kind of just there. Why do I have it? You know what I mean? But, it's still really nice. That Wind Waker port and that Skyward Sword port are very, very good. And, I really like Super Mario Maker and it's not on Switch yet. Yet. It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen and I am going to have a heart attack. <laughs> not really but you know i'll be very excited so uh the next thing they announced which i was pretty stoked for is uh katamari damasi katamari damachi damasi katamari damasi <laughs> damasi katamari damasi see so, yeah, yeah uh it's coming to twitch so uh, I was in the groove here, and then I got a call. <laughs> Katamari Damacy Reroll, coming winter 2018, is a remaster of the very first game in the series. One of the best Katamari, Katamari games there is. I love it to death. It's one of the best series ever. Coming to Switch in a remastered format with multiplayer modes where you can use Joy-Cons together. That's pretty cool. I'm going to probably pick this up. I want to play that game again and uh, see it in beautiful HD. That's going to be awesome, because this will be the first time this game's this version of the game is in HD. I've, they had versions in HD, of course, before, but this version of the game has never been in HD, as far as I can tell. I don't know if it's ever been ported. You can tell me if I'm wrong about that. It might have been, but having it on Switch is cool. It's a nice game to just pick up and play. Having it in portable mode when I don't really use it too much, maybe I'll be playing it while we watch TV and stuff. Who knows? It's a great game for that type of thing. Uh, let's see... Excuse me, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee. Secret Techniques. Uh, replace HMs, I don't really know. They showed the Switch bundle that's been announced already. Cool. Whatever. I'm not a Pokemon guy. Sierra is pretty stoked for that game. She even talked about possibly getting her Switch with that special edition. I told her, if you're going to get it, you need to pre-order that thing. Like, wait, and, like, now, basically. Because <laughs> it's going to be hard to come by. Uh, they have the Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, which was already announced, but now it has a release date of November 2nd, and it has Amiibo compatibility, which is pretty cool, but $60 price point, I'm like, meh. Uh, Super Mario Party actually looks pretty cool. There, This might be one of the first Mario Parties I actually enjoy without getting frustrated at. Actually, I do like 1 and 2 Mario Parties. The rest of them, I've never been a big fan of. Uh, they have a co-op mode called River Survival. There's character-specific dice. All the 80, all 80 mini games in this game are brand new. There's a single player mode that's available. There's an online mode that's also available, and the game comes out on October 5th. I like the look of it, and I think well, I'll have a really good time with with it with Sierra and then possibly in the future my family. So 
I'm going to pick that up for the most part. It looks good. Uh, there's a game from Game Freak. They're the creators of Pokemon. <laughs> it has a really nice art style. It's called Town. Just Town. It's a working title, though, so it could change in the future. It comes out in 2019. And uh, it takes place in a single village. Villages with monsters invading, and you do turn-based combat to defeat the monsters. And I like the art style, and looks cool. Maybe not for me, but I like the look of it. City Skylines comes out today for Switch. Uh, I feel like there is no anti-aliasing filter on it, and it looked kind of janky. Like it looked like the edges were very jaggy, and it didn't look like the PC version I'm used to. So I'm like, eh, on that one, honestly. Damon, Diamond, Damon Cross Machina is RPG mech game. Has online co-op where you can take on bosses together, and it comes out next year. I like the look of this game. I will probably never play it, honestly. <laughs> uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. I liked Yoshi's World, Woolly World a lot. That's a good uh, point. That's a good Wii U game. That that's a, a <coughs> excuse me. That's another reason to have a Wii U is to have the HD version of it because it did come out on 3D, uh, 3DS. But uh, Yoshi's Crafted World looks like it's a kind of a spiritual sequel. I don't know if it's an actual sequel to that game. I mean, I'm sure Yoshi's lore goes very deep. <laughs> uh, you can flip the levels, play them backwards, and try to find every collectible. There's a local co-op, and it comes out next year, 2019, spring 2019. Uh, the thing about the new Yoshi games is they just kind of lack that certain, eh, that certain, I don't know, Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> that the Yoshi's Island, original Yoshi's Island had. Uh, there's something about them. I just, I like them, but I never really love them. And I hate the new music. I hate that. I hate that music. It's so grating. It's just, it's not fun to listen to. I don't really like the soundtracks for the new Yoshi games. It's kind of one of those games where I will turn the music off and listen to a podcast and play. That's how bad the music is. Actually, I would probably turn it all the way down because I can't do Yoshi sounds, but you know the sound he makes. Okay, I'll stop. The Yoshi sounds are just very annoying. The music's very annoying, but they're very charming games. Beside that, <laughs> uh, it's it's just something about it, you know. Yoshi's Island's original soundtrack was just so good. The little feet. Uh, flutter thing that Yoshi does. It was just like is a very nice sound. The sounds they made when they trigger something like that. Come on, that stuff is so good. But I don't know. They just don't do that anymore, and I miss it. it makes me just want to play original Yoshi's Island, which I might. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll probably pick it up. It's a Switch game. It's a platformer. Uh, I'm kind of in for platformers for the most part. I love them. They're my favorite genre for the most part. And uh, this one looks pretty fun and unique and different than any of the other games I've seen here. I don't know what I'm saying now. Uh, there's something called the Asmodee Board Games, which has actual tabletop games you can play on your Switch digitally, which is pretty cool. I'm sure Chris from Flock of Nerds is really happy now. Uh, let's see. We've got Carcassonne, The Lord of the Rings, the trading card game. Pandemic, Catan Universe, and Munchkin, which is, all these are kind of just really popular ones. I've never played any of these before. Maybe I will. Probably won't. <laughs> uh, Civ 6 is coming to Switch. I think this is the first time it's been on a console. 
that's pretty rad. I love Civ Five. I think this is the one I really got into. Civ Civilization is super intricate and fun to play. It's one of my favorite strategy games. It's unlike anything else out there, and it's just I'm I'm excited for more people to try it. And it's a really good game to play on the go. You do a couple turns and you turn it off and save it, and you're good. Or you sit down and play for hours and hours, and it's fun. You build up your civilization, obviously, from neanderthal days like caveman days to modern days in the aims uh, in the possibility and aim to get off the planet and to start a new colony somewhere else in outer space and you choose your religion you do battles and wars and try to survive and be the biggest civilization you can and it's super fun i'm glad that's coming on switch and it's coming november 16th which isn't too far away so we're about to wrap this up. Promise. I promise. I promise. <laughs> Starlink Battle for Atlas. There was a new trailer. They showed Wolf, which was cool, as the villain. And I had a... This feels like the Star Fox game that people wanted. Almost. Kind of. It's not really that at all. But it looks more like the Star Fox people want to play than anything else. Even though it's not even Star Fox. But they focused on that for this trailer, obviously. Because it's a Switch trailer. And it has a little Star Fox figure you can connect to your Nintendo Switch controller. Which is adorable. I have to say that. <laughs> this game comes out October 16th. So that's next month. It's like, what, a week before Red Dead. So, huh. I don't know. I might not pick it up. I might pick it up. I might not pick it up. There's, I gotta make some choices this fall. I'm not going to pick every single game up. This is what I did last fall is I picked up every game that looked even mildly interesting. And then I have games sitting here that I never play. Like I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey sitting here. No, wait, not Odyssey. That's the one that comes out this year. This gets very confusing. There's so many Assassin's Creed, just like Call of Duty. There's like a million of them. Assassin's Creed Origin. I have it sitting here. I played like five hours and I just never played it again. And I play, I paid like 35 bucks for that game and I still haven't played that much of it. But that's one of those ones I actually want to try on the new TV, so maybe I'll it'll hook me. I think it's a cool game, and I like the mechanics in it. It just, I don't know. I love the world. The characters seemed cool. I just didn't stick with it. I don't know. I don't know why. I can't really explain it. I'm trying to explain it, but I can't. Uh, yes, yeah, so next up, there was a lot of Final Fantasy stuff. And I'm not the Final Fantasy guy. There are very few Final Fantasy games that I find fun. I like 7, 8, and 10 are probably my extent of Final Fantasy knowledge that I have actually played. <laughs> oh, I played 15 for 15 plus hours. And I did not enjoy my time with Final Fantasy 15. I thought it was plotting. I loved the animation. I loved the general look of the game. The combat was okay it was fun ish to me but i just wasn't having a good time with it i played that game for a while and i just didn't have a good time i don't know it was okay just didn't click with me so um anyway talking about this final fantasy rock block they announced like eight final fantasy games coming to switch so let's just go through them final fantasy crystal chronicles remastered it's a gamecube game ported there's online multiplayer which you kind of need because someone has to carry the bucket which I've never played this game, but I've watched friends play this game in the past. It looks okay. <laughs> uh, the remaster looked very janky, though. It's another thing where I'm looking at it. The frame rate is 20 frames per second-ish. It's very stuttery. 
multiple parts, it was very jarring to watch. It looked like a slideshow. I don't know if that's what it's going to look like when you play it. But on this stream, I was watching, so maybe it might have been stream lag. I haven't rewatched the trailer, but I was looking at it. And I was like, damn, this is janky. This does not look like it runs smoothly on the Switch. So maybe it's an early build and because it, this comes out in 2019. So maybe it's just they ported a section of the game for the trailer and that's it. But yeah, it looks pretty janky from that trailer. Bad look, honestly. Like if you get used to like looking, if you look at a game and you can kind of see it, you can see the slower frame rate. You can see it if you look and it's it starts to stick out like a sore thumb, especially if you're comparing between 60 30 and then you're like looking at it like hey, this is something it, if you look at something and it just kind of looks off when you're playing a game it kind of looks a little slow a little stuttery it's probably just bad frame rate and that's what i saw in that trailer for crystal chronicles so hopefully that'll be a good port for the people that actually want to pick that up i just wanted to mention that because i noticed it when i was watching the trailer uh tons of ports Scranius loves its ports. I was surprised they didn't announce a Kingdom Hearts port. I think that's going to come eventually. The 1.5, 2.5 box set and the 2.8, I think will come to Switch eventually. And I think 3 will come to Switch eventually, but it's going to be a big port job for those. So I don't know, maybe not. But I could see them coming to Switch and running in like 720p or something. I was surprised they didn't announce that there, but we have Final Fantasy. Got 12. What's, this is the list I'm looking at in front of me the way... They listed it. Got Final Fantasy 12, 7, 9, 10, and 10, 10, 10 2 HD remasters are all coming in 2019. And there's no Final Fantasy 8, and people are already mad about that and pointed it out. I don't know why there's no Final Fantasy 8. That was one of my favorites back in the day. I haven't played it in years and years and years since I was a kid almost. I'm sure people are bummed about that. I'm sure Musty Hobbit isn't too happy. I I mean, he can play at other places, but yeah, I know that's his, I think that's his favorite Final Fantasy. I'm pretty sure. I know a lot of people really like it. I know if he too really likes it. So it's kind of a bummer that it's not coming to Switch. Maybe it will in the future, but they have not announced it so far. So that was the Final Fantasy little rock block there. That sounded like I edited that, but I didn't. I just kind of like went into that next section sentence without a my dog is sleeping below my desk she's growling in her sleep i was like what is that but yeah that sounded like i was like i edited it but i didn't actually uh edit that one i just didn't pause anyway i don't know why i'm talking about that <laughs> this is getting along here okay we're gonna just this next one they have some smash stuff that they talked about there's a new switch bundle download code for the game and original cast of fighters on the front of the Joy-Con dock or the Switch dock, and then they show Joy-Cons that have the little like plus sign from Super Smash on it. And I was like, I was looking at it, and they didn't have any Joy-Cons on the side. So what I was thinking, I was like, Oh my God, guys, they're gonna do the GameCube ones. That's what I was thinking the whole time. And then they just put some regular gray ones with a little swoosh mark on there from the Smash Brothers logo, and I'm like, Okay, well it looks okay, I guess. And that's a new bundle coming out. Kind of like the uh, Pokemon one, but Switch, our butt, Smash, and I'm sure that'll sell like hotcakes. Why not? I'm not. I'm not picking that up. I'm picking the game up, but I won't not. I'm not gonna get that. Uh, the bundle comes with the code for the game. It comes out November second with the game, 
And then he says, the guy that was hosting the Nintendo Direct is like, stick around to the end. We got one more thing. And then he does this little, this little switch sound, of course. And then it goes into Animal Crossing Annabelle. She's talking, blah, blah, blah. And then come to find out, she's like, oh my God, I'm invited to Smash. So what happened is everybody's getting hyped up. Oh my God, Animal Crossing. There it is. Oh my God, it's finally happening. Oh my God, yes, yes. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to be in Smash. And then the entire internet broke. My Twitter feed was like, all pissed at the same time. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Really? No, no. Don't do this to us, Nintendo. Don't do this to us. Not just put her in Smash. Come on. Don't do this to us. So they show her in Smash, show her in Smash, show her in Smash, just doing a bunch of stuff. And then it cuts to Tom Nook, Tom Nook watching her on the screen. And he says, okay, well, I think that I need to build a new village for people to stay at. After all this camping and the smashing, people need to relax and chill out. You know, Tom Nook. The G, the straight up OG. <laughs> uh, I I have very limited experience with Animal Crossing, but I like Tom Nook. <laughs> um, and then they go, but blam, Animal Crossing 2019. And of course, the timeline's like, oh my god, I was having a heart attack. I was so mad at first, but yes, it's coming out. Woohoo! And I'm sitting here like, huh, I've never really gotten into an Animal Crossing. Is this gonna be the one? It probably will be for me. Uh, I played the GameCube one for a while. Not very long. And I played the 3DS one for a little while, but not very long. <laughs> so that's my only experience I've had with Animal Crossing ever. That game's like, I don't know, 15 years old, something, the series. And I just never had a huge affinity for it. So maybe now this will be the one that I get into. But that's awesome. I'm super excited for the fans. And when it comes out, if it looks like something I'm interested in trying, I'll pick it up. I'll, I might try it. It, it might be cool. I don't know. I never really got into it. I'm sure the game's going to be fine. Nintendo does great games. So, yeah. That was the Direct. They did talk about their Switch Online, which is coming out next month. I just kind of left it out of all this. <coughs> wow. Wow. I had that cough just back there for a while. There was a trailer for the online, which is kind of in the middle of these game announcements. It's kind of stuff we already knew, so I didn't want to go over it for very long. Online play, NES Online, which is 20 games, and more will be added in the future. Save data in the cloud. Doesn't work on every single game that we found out, but the importance of save files is if your Switch just gets damaged, stolen, whatever, you can download your saves onto another Switch, or if you just want to play on your account on another Switch, you can download your saves to that other Switch, which is really good. It should be already a part of the Switch already without the paywall, but whatever. It is what it is. Smartphone app for voice chat because, you know, Nintendo lives in the future. Bleeding edge technology, you know, smartphone apps, you know, those things. And then we got some special offers that will be announced in the future, which whatever nintendo points of some kind i guess and then there are the coolest part of this announcement this is the coolest part of this direct in general just because of how silly it is there are two there are nes controllers you can buy for your switch that you can click onto the side like joy cons 
it, it is one of the silliest looking images ever. So that's what how they charge. You just click them on the side. You know, they slide on like Joy-Cons and they charge. So they're wireless. <laughs> and the Switch is smaller than the controllers. These are full-size NES controllers. So you see these two giant NES controllers attached to this Switch base. And it's just a silly image. And Nintendo is insane. And I love it. And they're the best. <laughs> so I, I thought this Direct was freaking great i thought it had so much so much stuff for so many people a couple of things that i'm interested in and uh i still haven't uh found there, there hasn't been a direct in a while that has been for me in particular i always find stuff that i like in the directs and i'm always like oh that's cool for the fans of that series or that's cool for that the fans of that series but there hasn't been a direct that has felt like it was for me yet if that makes sense or there's been one that has a lot of stuff that I love in it, but I think this is a very solid direct, and there is some cool stuff happening, you know, like Katamari and the Mario ports and Mario Party, Super Mario Party. It actually convinced me to get that game, so that's cool. Uh, there's, it's not the best one ever, but there's some cool little gems in there. So let me know over on the Cartridge Club Co forums. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. But it's been almost an hour here. We got. Cartridgeclub.org slash forum. Click on Frantic Thoughts. Click on episode 67. And leave a little random comment about your favorite Nintendo Direct announcement. 4K gaming. Do you want to get 4K? Do you like Spider-Man? Tell me about Spider-Man. Let's talk about Spider-Man over there. Because that's a great game and I loved it a lot. I do love it. I'm still in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, also, I think Spider-Man might be the first game I ever platinum. <gasps> That'd be weird. I've never platinumed a game, but this game is so good it makes me want to. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. That is the show for this week. Follow me on Twitter at Frantic Society. Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Spell it, because why not? And uh, just so you guys know, if you guys are into the comic book box podcast at trade paper cast the trade paper cast podcast the monthly book club for comics it is slightly delayed this month because sierra came down with a small uh what's it called laryngitis little case so her voice hasn't been working this week so we are going to record when her voice is back to snuff and we can uh, have a good conversation because i don't want to do a solo show over there i want to do the show with her that's the point of that show <laughs> if you want a solo show here it is i'm, I'm doing it right now <laughs> so yeah thank you guys for listening this week ah it's been a good week and i'll I hope this next week is good too and we'll talk to you there and whatever <laughs> ah, i'm really bad at wrapping these things up so bye <laughs>
Spider-Man. You'll find the Spider-Man.